G'day, welcome to Stat Stuffers. As always, I am your host, Ramiz, and once again, I am joined uh, by nobody, and I'm just in my bedroom again. Uh, Dylan's out of town uh, for Easter, but I am here to bring you uh, a different kind of episode. So you may notice, uh, if you're watching a video, that I'm wearing a tie, um, and this tie has kangaroos on it, so if you can see that. Um, And the reason for that is... I am hopping to conclusions today. Um, I was going to say jumping, but I wanted to bring it. It should be jumping, but I wanted to have a prop. I had this kangaroo tie, which, by the way, can we just appreciate how well I've tied this? Like, look at that. That's a nice, that's a solid knot. Jason Tatum taught me how to do that one. (laughs) Um, But yeah, we are hopping to conclusions uh, about each and every series that uh, each and every series today. So we only have one game from every series. It will be more than that by the time this episode comes out tomorrow morning, uh, as of when I'm recording this. But so far, we have seen one uh, game from every single series, and I'm going to run through each one and give you uh, a conclusion that I'm hopping to, essentially. Uh, so let's start with the West in the 1-8 matchup. And the way I'm going to demonstrate my conclusion here, what I'm hopping to here, uh, it's through a visual demonstration. So if you're watching, sorry, if you're listening on audio, jump over to YouTube because I'm about to give you a visual demonstration. So I am the Suns. This is the Pelicans. Oh. Wow, I regret that a lot. <clears throat> All right, life lesson. Don't skull $7 wine for a bit. It's not funny. It just sucks. Wow, that's awful. Um, but, <laughs> oh. Give me a sec. All right. The point I'm trying to make, right? <laughs> Why did I do that? Uh, I'm just the prop man today. Uh, that's the last prop, I promise. But um, the point I am trying to make is the Suns are going to drink the Pelicans. Uh, it, it's a terrible analogy. I honestly just want to drink the wine. Uh, it's a terrible analogy. But at no point in this series are the Pelicans ever going to be in it. I know you could say from game one that the Pelicans made a real push. The Pelicans maybe could have taken game one. You don't actually believe that. No one actually believes the Pelicans were going to win game one. And I think Monty Williams, who is my pick for coach of the year, is going to adjust and he's just going to... The Suns are just going to blow the Pelicans out next game and then they're just going to take game three and four without too much issue. I really genuinely think the Suns are just going to destroy the Pelicans here, because despite the fact that the Pelicans put probably their best effort forward um, in this game, in game one, it's just not going to be anywhere near enough. I think the Suns just need to click. I think someone on the Suns needs to have an okay game, which you can basically guarantee, and I think they're just going to win uh, without any real problem. This is, honestly, I'm sticking by my prediction that this is a sweep. I know from game one, you may think it's going to be a bit closer, no. The conclusion I'm hopping to is that the Suns are just going to drink the Pelicans. Oh, that was bad. That was a bad bit. Um, anyway, let's move on to the... Let's move over to the East uh, for the 1-8 matchup there. And that is the Heat are just going to destroy the Hawks. And look, that's not a crazy conclusion to jump to. The Heat, are, they were just dominant. They really, really, really held Trey. Uh, Trey was uh, 1 for 12 from the field, which is nuts. I did not expect him to play that poorly. I thought... If everyone else is going to play poorly, maybe, but, like, Trey is not, and that's weird. Wow, that, sorry, that wine is not sitting well. That was weird. That was bad. I may actually have to pause this recording. That felt wrong. <laughs> um, the, 
Heat are gonna just destroy the Suns. Uh, so destroy the Hawks. But I do think the Hawks still get one. I know that makes no sense based on this first game. Um, it looks like the Heat is just gonna completely roll through the Hawks. But I think Trey is gonna have one game. Um, I can't say I watched all this game. I only uh caught the highlights later on because it was at like three in the morning. Um, but uh, I think the Heat did a really really good job on Trey. But I think he's gonna get one. He he. And when I say he, I mean he is going to get one. Not the Hawks. Trey is going to get one. Trey is going to carry them to one victory in this series, but the Heat are ultimately going to crumple them. All right. Uh, moving back to the West with the 2-7 matchup. Uh, the Grizzlies are pretenders is the conclusion I'm hopping to. And honestly, this was a conclusion I wasn't crazy about. Like, this wasn't something that I thought was crazy going into the playoffs. Like I said uh, in my preview predictions, uh... I was very tempted to take the Wolves at seven. I'm kind of regretting the fact that I didn't now. The Grizzlies just don't... They just don't seem like a playoff team, right? Like, not in the same way that the Jazz on a playoff team, in that, like, people figure out their scheme and they fall apart every year. But I just don't think the Grizzlies are necessarily built for the playoffs. They're built for the regular season. They're built to be an amazing regular season team. They've got so much depth. But when it comes to the star power, um, they've kind of only got jar obviously they've got a lot of really good players um they've got uh jaron jackson jr they've got desmond Bain. like they've got all these guys right but um i think when it comes to star power they just don't have enough in fact i would argue they have the least star power of any team in the playoffs uh assuming luca is no no they have more star power than the raptors i think yeah, I think that, yeah, no, I think that is a fair statement. I think the Grizzlies have the least uh, star power, maybe barring the Raptors, uh, in the entire playoffs. And I think that makes them pretenders. I just don't think they have enough. Uh, I am I wouldn't be shocked if they got out of the first round, but I think they're going to lose uh, in the second round to, let's face it, the Warriors. Uh, and we'll get there. But, uh, let, yeah, they'll play the Warriors in the second round. They're going to lose uh, if, if they do get out of the first round, which, honestly... I wouldn't necessarily bank on. Like, I wouldn't bet on the Grizzlies getting out of the first round. I don't know for sure. Um, yeah. So, the Grizzlies are pretenders. And that's honestly a pick I would have made going into the playoffs. I, I never thought the Grizzlies were contenders. I know that the second seed uh, in the West never thought they were contenders. Um, and while no one has me on record of that, just take my word for it. <laughs> um, now... Uh, the 2-7 matchup in the East. Uh, this one's not a crazy conclusion that I'm happy to. Celtics-Nets is going to be the best first-round series. I was going to say Celtics-Nets is going to be an all-time classic. I don't actually think that's true. Um, better for clickbait, though. No, um, it's going to be a really, really good series. Obviously, like the way this game ended was insane. I think, for sure, this is going to be a long series. Both teams have a lot of star power. Uh... Interesting from the Nets that, like, KD and Curry did their thing, and a couple other guys did their thing as well, yet they still lost, and that was kind of the exact formula I thought they needed to get a win, right? Like, they needed KD and Curry to just do their thing and, like, score a lot of points combined, score, like, 50, 60 points combined, um, and then just, like, two or three other guys to just do their thing, which a couple of guys uh, did. I believe Claxton had, like, 12 or 14. I don't remember who else did. Um... So, it's interesting to see uh, what happened there. I, I mean, obviously, the Celtics have such a good defense. 
that they really can get in the face of a lot of these uh, Nets guys. So it's I think this will be a really interesting series. It's ultimately, I think, a battle of offense versus defense. I think it's the Nets' offense versus the Celtics' defense, whichever one prevails um, of those two. That's going to decide it. Like, I don't think the Celtics' offense uh, versus the Nets' defense is what's going to decide this series. Um, yeah, I just think if the Nets can adjust their offense um, and get some of these other guys uh, to perform, really, uh, then I think they win the series. But if not, if the Celtics really keep up this defense, then I think they win the series. So um, that's my conclusion. It's not a crazy one, uh, but that is what I'm hopping to. Uh, let's hop to, <laughs> let's hop over to the West and we're going to hop, I'm saying hop a lot. Let's hop to my, pre- oh. the Warriors are sweeping the Nuggets. Let's be real here. The, the Warriors are just going to eat the Nuggets alive. I should have saved the wine for the Warriors Nuggets bit, honestly. Um, the Nuggets just don't have it. They just don't have enough. Um, barring, uh, Jamal Murray return at 80% capacity. The Nuggets aren't getting a game here. I really, genuinely don't believe they are. They've got the MVP in Jokic, but what is he supposed to do? <laughs> um, really, how much can he carry Will Barton, Monte Boris, Aaron Gordon, and Jeff Green um, in the starting lineup? And how much can the bench carry themselves? Like the the real difference between the two teams is Golden State has volume scorers, Denver has none. Denver does not have a single volume scorer other than Jokic, and even then, he doesn't even feel like a volume scorer. And by volume scorer, I mean a guy that is going to go out there and is maybe going to give you like 15 points at a quarter. Jokic can do that from time to time if he really, really wants to. Bones can maybe do that on the rare occasion, but nobody else can. I don't believe in Will Barton. I don't believe in Aaron Gordon. I don't believe in Monte Morris. I don't believe in any other player in this team to maybe give you 15 at a quarter. Whereas the Warriors have Clay, Paul, and Steph, all of whom could do that in the same quarter even. Um, and that's what Jamal Murray, Mike Porter Jr. are. They're the volume scorers. And them being volume scorers allows all these other guys to get much easier shots. Not that guys are making easy shots as it is. Like, you're just getting guys easy shots and they're not hitting them. But um, with Jamal, Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr., I think this is a different series. But without them... Nuggets are getting swept, and I'm not even, yeah, I, I have little to no reservations about that prediction at this point. Um, I said Nuggets at six, but they honestly looked really, really bad in game one. Their per- perimeter defense is awful, and they just don't have enough offensively to keep up, uh, to make up for how bad their perimeter defense is. So, yeah, uh, Warriors are going to sweep the Nuggets. That's my conclusion that I've hopped to, and I hate it so much as a Nuggets fan. Um... Now, on to the 3-6 matchup in the East. Alex Caruso is the Bulls' most important player of the series. It's not DeRozan, it's not Levine, it's not Vooch, it's Caruso. You should have seen him. I mean, you probably did see him if you watched the game. You should have seen the kind of defense he was playing. He was getting in the way of everyone and everything. It was honestly really, really amazing to watch. And again, as an Nuggets fan, I wish we had him. I would kill for Alex Caruso on uh, the Nuggets. He was just doing everything defensively. Um, and he is their most important player. You need, they are going to get wins if Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, and Vooch do their normal things, and Alex Caruso plays like that. They're going to get wins, and they're honestly, hmm, they're honestly in for a long shot to win this series. I don't think they're going to win this series, but they're in for a long shot if then their guys, uh, their main guys do their normal thing, and Alex Caruso plays like that, because he was so effective for them. Um, 
I can't say I watched a whole lot of the game. I was out uh, while it was happening. But from what I did watch, Alex Caruso was just so important. He was making so many amazing defensive plays. He is, he is the most important player on that team uh, for this year. He's, he's the X factor, I guess I should say. Maybe not necessarily the most important player. Like, obviously, without Zach Levine, they have no chance of the series. Without DeRozan, they have no chance of the series. But without Caruso, with Caruso, that gives them a chance in this series, I should say. Um... Now, on to the 4-5 matchups. In the West, I got nothing. <laughs> honestly, I, I said I was hopping to conclusions for every team. I got nothing for Jazz Mavs, honestly. Game 1 went exactly as I think everyone expected. Not, okay, maybe not. I think people were maybe expecting the Jazz to win by a bit more. I wasn't, though. I was expecting the Jazz to win by somewhere between 5 to 10 points uh, without Luka there. Without Luka there, yeah, I guess the Jazz win. With Luca there, I think the Jazz get absolutely destroyed. I don't have I don't have a conclusion I can hop to really. Um, I think everything that's going to happen is kind of what everyone expects to happen really uh, in this series. It all depends on Luca's health at this point. Uh, and my final prediction that I'm going to hop to is Raptors can't have it both ways again. I'm copying out a little bit here because this isn't really a conclusion I'm hopping to, but Raptors can't both give up everything. The, sorry, the Raptors can't both stop Embiid and also stop everyone else at the same time. They have to pick one. In game one, they picked stopping Embiid and they did a really, 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 really good job at it. Embiid had to take 11 free throws to get 19 points. But Tyrese Maxey had, I think, 38. Uh, James Harden had 20-something and 14 assists. Tobias Harris had 20-something as well. Joel Embiid was their fourth leading scorer. You can't stop Embiid and then give up everything to everyone else. You need, I, I don't know. I believe in Nick Nurse. I think he is genuinely one of the best coaches in the league, if not maybe the best coach in the league in like a playoff series. But they need to adjust really, really badly. And Nick Nurse needs to figure that out now. He needs to figure that out in game two. He doesn't have two game three. He doesn't have until the Raptors get back uh, to Toronto. He has to figure it out in game two how they're going to adjust, because this is going to be a battle the entire series. He needs to figure out how they're going to stop Joel Embiid and also not let everyone else go off. Or he needs to figure out how they're going to stop everyone else and deal with the fact that Joel Embiid is going to score 40. Um, so Raptors cannot have it both ways. That is the conclusion that I am hopping to for this series. All right. Um, that is just about it. So if you've enjoyed this series, whoa. Yeah, that wine has hit me like a truck. I don't know how that's happened. That <laughs> uh, If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave us a like on YouTube. Check us out on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Leave us a five-star rating or review. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at stat underscore stuffers. Other than that, thanks for listening.